We swam, bike, and ran in the Utah sun. Now we're gonna swim, bike, and run in the corner sun. The champ is in the house. Get ready to scream and shout. It's breakfast with Bob. We got so much to talk about. How we swam, bike, and ran in the Utah sun. Now we're gonna swim, bike, and run in the corner sun. And breakfast with Bob. Hacho man. Welcome everybody. Breakfast with Bob. St. George edition. World Championship edition. My name is Bob Babbitt. We're brought to you by Master Spa, Zion's Bank, Quintana Roo, Form Smart Swim Goggles, Clash Endurance, Premium Plus Sports, and our Challenge Athletes Foundation. Our next guest, the 2021 Ironman World Champion, Mr. Christian Blumenfeld. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Oh my God. I love it that we had the clock for everybody to sign. And of course, you signed it on the number one, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah, you, you got to kind of believe it before the race. At least try to go for it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, number one. Well, and then the other thing when we were chatting last time is the finish line is right here. Mm. And you said you had been on a 30K run and you ran that last 5K visualizing what it's going to be like coming down that hill, leading and looking back, nobody there. What was it really? What, how did it really it, feel? It wasn't like that. I had a bigger gap yesterday than I, than I was visualizing. But like coming down 5K, it was just 5k to go like yeah like it, my hamstring was starting to kind of kind of cramp it a little bit up yes. so i had, still had to be careful and it was still a long way back home so uh of course like pe people were sharing around like yes. the courses so i kind of wanted to kind of uh, kind of smile like give them like a thumbs up and high five but it was it was too early yes i just had to stay focused do the aid station correctly yes because the last thing i wanted to do is kind of uh, hit the wall and that out the back section you know because also when you see the finish line you still have to go like a half a mile or so out and back again they tease you so that's, that's like the longest kind of little <laughs> finger on the map uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah coming into the finish shoot uh, I think I've never seen so many people kind of cheering on and kind of it was so packed and so much noise and uh, yeah great feeling and you came back at one in the morning to greet the last finisher yeah, it was. It, it, it's strange when it's getting so late and you kind of you kind of want to go to bed and there's still people out in course uh, racing and trying to get in without the 17 hours mark right. and to kind of to see the joy of them kind of crossing the finish line at 16 hours and 45 minutes and kind of, yeah, kind of being so happy is uh, kind of great to see. I love it. And you're you know, 49.40 swim, 4.18.43 bike, 2.38 marathon, 7.49.16. Uh, first, you're not just the first Norwegian to win this race. You're the first Norwegian pro to participate here? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we've never had a, a pro racing uh, in the Ironman World Championship. Right. So because uh, uh, I was the first to qualify back in 2019. Yes. Uh, but unfortunately, he had to pull out right. for sickness. Uh so yeah, it's a one one for one uh, of starting. So when I was looking at the the pro when the pro get together, I'm like, there's Christian, and next to him is Alistair. On the other side is Gustav, who both pulled out sick. I'm like, oh my god, I'm hoping he's gonna be okay <laughs> on race day. Were you worried because you had been a little under the weather? I think when we first chatted last Monday. Yeah, so I was more trying to get ready for the race, and the same 
uh, with Gustav. I don't know with, about Alistair, but uh, Gustav was kind of trying to get ready for the race. So at that time at the uh, press conference, he was maybe feeling more kind of uh, unprepared than I did. Right. So uh, he just didn't, wasn't able to get ready for the race. Well, I was more like, it, it could go, but still in, in the race morning, I was like thinking, uh, if it goes kind of if it's really tough like yes. out there like uh, health wise i would just have to kind of call it a day right and not just suffer through i don't know 12 hours or so of no uh, because <laughs> yeah. it's more racing later on in the season well you have a sub uh, seven coming up in a month so um kind of uh i was kind of taking it like swim for a swim and then the bike and then just seeing how it went and then taking it from there so it, during the bike uh, was there a point because you're, you know, people are thinking, okay, Christian's going to be right up there in the swim and going to be right up in their bike. This wasn't a typical race for you where you had to sort of come back from a little bit. Yeah, it was uh, off the pedal. Like, I uh, didn't have the swim that I wanted to. Uh, didn't feel that strong uh, in the warm up and early on in the swim. And lost like two and a half minutes or so. Yeah. And then went on the bike and tried to kind of fucking out. I just have to. See if we can catch the front guys. I yeah. was really worried about Daniel Beckegor. Yes. Uh, because I expected him to be up front and pushing the pace. And it, it's like you, the split you're getting is kind of so, so kind of bouncing up and down. Sometimes you're getting told, oh, it's 2.30 two and then right. two minutes and three minutes. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they're really getting real stuff. Yeah. And you don't know, really, really know if they're kind of taking the splits or if they're just giving you like about. About, three approximately. Yeah, so you, so you do want to have it like exactly. Uh, but then uh, after 60k and I kind of got to do the my f kind of the split myself when you do that kind of out and back yes. session then okay I just have to wait for Cam wait for the run the, oh wait for Cam to come back yeah yeah and just hope that uh, I can kind of uh, left my computer and just okay now I go again right and uh uh, I w he was really going up strong in the hills, and I thought we would catch the front guys a little right. bit more. But uh, we were kind of still kind of staying at the four thirty mark. Exactly. Uh, but so, but then again, I was just hoping that okay, the guys up front they are burning matches, right? And uh, I can kind of come off the bike not fresh. I was still smoked, <laughs> but <laughs> but kind of uh, if I just did uh, had nutrition well, kept the uh, fluid in, right. and just preparing myself for that last hour of the race, then maybe I could uh, have a chance. And actually, when I started running, I didn't really think about the win. I was more thinking about the podium. Right. Because it's five guys up front. It's always some of them who will fade off. So uh, that was like my uh, focus first 10K. Right. And then Brent Kerr was running the same speed as me. Yes. So, so you're like going four, well. Yeah. 440. So uh, it was more like when I came back again after 21K that uh, when I start catching I think like two minutes on the way back down. Yes. Then I kind of did the math and okay, this can actually go. This can go. This I can do it. Because yeah, because at mile eleven you were three ten back to Brayton, and by the halfway it was two twenty seven. So you're going okay, two minutes and thirteen miles. That's doable. Yeah, and often when you're hitting the wall a little bit like he did, yes, then you kind of the gas really kind of goes Comes, down. Or yes. So uh, I was kind of focusing on that second half and uh, trying to do that as strong as possible because uh, that's where you can kind of lose, not seconds, but right. minutes. Well, you went from like a 13 miles, you were 227 down. By 14.8, you were 136. So all of a sudden, that's got to get you pumped up when you're <laughs> going, all right, I'm, I'm, they're coming back. Yeah, of course. But then, and, and then it kind of 
came quite quickly down. Like I was only like 20 seconds behind. Yes. And, uh, suddenly I was there in the back, uh, running in his um, just behind him, and, uh, and I was like, I was I was thinking maybe I should stay a little bit behind him just to rest. Yes. Because it's 14k to go. <laughs> yes, I, it's, I remember yeah. when I saw. Javier did his first uh, race in New Zealand, I think. He he ran against uh, Braden. Braden Curry, and uh, he, he was able to outrun Javier. So I knew that he was uh, a, a strong, uh, could be a strong runner. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but then, yeah, I just made a pass through the, the aid station, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> good really to see cool. the gap opening up. Right, 18 miles. And then there's Lionel Sanders, who at that point, like at 14.8, I think he was five minutes back to Braden. And all of a sudden, he's coming. Now, did you see him on any of the out and backs? Uh, I didn't worry about him. Okay, you were Because uh, we were together coming off the bike. Right. And uh, as long as I'm not fading off the pace, right. then he wouldn't be able to catch because I was kind of opening up the gap. Yeah, yeah. And, wh- and when did you feel that, okay, this, this is mine. I have this. Uh, maybe with 25K to go. Like that, 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 that was kind of the moment when, okay, if I do everything right, right. it's mine to lose. And, you know, when you, when you have to race differently, rather than racing from the front, you, you have to make sure that you're fueling and, you know, you're, you're playing a little, you're playing chess out there. You're, you're, mm. It becomes really tactical. How did you adapt to that? Uh, I mean, uh, before the race, like, you go through different scenarios. So, right. like, that's maybe what I do when I'm bored in training. I kind of uh, start kind of visualizing that I'm in the middle of the race. I can either be leading the race and kind of attacking, and I can also be down and trying to figure out uh, how I can kind of uh, turn yes. everything around and make it a good day. Is it more satisfying knowing that, I mean, you really didn't know. Like you said, you didn't feel good in the swim. You're thinking, I, I might need to pull off here at some point. And then you go from that to winning <laughs> this amazing title. Yeah, of course, it makes it uh, more kind of, kind of, great feeling you know when they're coming into the finish shoot yes. and uh, when they've been kind of uh, questioning whether uh you will like for the last three weeks like whether i would be able to get the race ready and race fit and kind of uh, kind of you kind of do the percentage in your head like uh, it's kind of a tiny percentage that can even go to the start line right but then okay let's just hope that that's enough you know uh, so within 10 months you win an olympic gold you win Cozumel and go 721, and then you come here and win the Ironman World Championship. I mean, I don't, nobody's ever had a 10-month span like that in, in the history of the sport. And nobody's ever won the gold and then won the Ironman. I mean, Jan did that, but it was years. Uh, the, do you sometimes pinch yourself and go, oh, my God, this is amazing? Yeah, it's been strange 12 months. Like uh, 12 months ago, I didn't really have any titles the biggest uh, one was maybe grand final in Lausanne yes and then to now have both Olympics short distance world title and the Ironman title in the same same time is uh, amazing yeah. and uh, just and also this year is like a unique year it's like double yes. world championship so you can get two so in one year it is one more to go and and this course is obviously way harder, I think, harder than the Kona course. Kona, Kona course is brutal, a lot because the competition is so is so deep. Yeah, I, th- I think it's different. Like some people, if you prefer like a hillier course, yeah. a hillier course gets easier because it's your strength. And right. if if you kind of uh, can't, if you in, so for someone this is a kind of an easier course right. compared to uh, Hawaii. So I think uh, Hawaii is a course that suits me better. Yes. It's more just pure power and. 
it's not as much climbing as it's here. <laughs> it's 7,000 feet, yeah. Uh, but also you have the humidity there that can uh, make it trickier on the right. run. So I was talking to your coach last night, and we were chatting about, said, you know, this was a decision a, a decade ago that you guys are going to win a gold medal in, in Tokyo. And he goes, yeah, that decision was made, but really it was after 2016 because that's when everything changed. I think that's when he came on board. Talk a little bit about what happened in 2016 and how that changed everything for you guys. Yeah, so we had kind of the kind of focus towards the Olympics since maybe yeah, 2010, 2011 when we started with the junior team. And, yes. and then the goal was kind of going to the, the Rio Olympic Games, getting experience. Mm -hmm. I still had the dream to kind of have that breakthrough race when you kind of just kind of, kind of steal a medal. Yes. Uh, I didn't, so... Uh, I was quite disappointed there, but then we have always tried to kind of develop our training and doing kind of new stuff. Mm -hmm. And Olaf came on board just before the Olympics in Rio, and then just collecting data. And we tried to implement that more in the training in 2017, 2018, going into Tokyo. Yes. So we had like four, no, five years it, it, with like kind of more scientific approach than I guess we have done earlier. earlier. We have always been kind of trying to do like measurements and kind of yes. doing the testing, but not in the same way as we've done the last five, six years. And you and Gustav, it's, it's interesting because, you know, Gustav, when, when you win the Olympics, Gustav is back in eighth. When uh, Gustav wins 70.3 worlds last year, you flat it, right? And you win here and then he's sick. So it's like, Seeing you two guys side by side would be really fun. Have you had a race like that? Uh, the closest I would say is maybe Bermuda when we were kind of uh, 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 breaking away from the pack, yeah. kind of running, and I was quite confident that I would take him on the run. So I was like having him in my back for like 9K yeah. before he made the move, but I was able to take him there. <laughs> But then again, we had Casper up front, who won oh, the so, race. Yeah. yeah, so Casper won the race. Yeah. So you guys were fighting for second and third. Second and third. Uh, so I guess that's the closest. Yes. But uh, we kind of do, they're having the race, not race race, but like in, yes. com in training all, many times. We're kind of, so some session we kind of try, kind of both understand, okay, now it's race simulation. Yes. Now yes. we go, you know? Now we try to break away from the other or, yes. but in the same time, uh, trying to help each other. So when we chatted back in 2019, you talked about, hey, you know, I was like, wow, you did okay in the Olympics. You're like, well, okay in Norway doesn't really count. If you don't have a medal, nobody cares. Well, I remember Jan Frodeno saying winning the gold was amazing, and he didn't quite realize the impact of winning the Ironman World Championship. Has that hit yet that you, you are on a very short list of people who have ever won the Ironman World Championship and uh, you're the first, you know, first Norwegian to do that? That's got to be pretty special. Yeah, of course it is. But also I think the Olympics is very special and it's kind of just rolling on the same wave now because right. it's coming so close. Yes. So it's difficult to say whether it's like the Olympics or if it's the, the Ironman win. You it's know? everything. It's because it's kind of the package, I think. So if it was coming with a bigger separation between those two, yes. I would maybe be able to have like another feeling of one or the other. Right. But uh, personally, like the Olympics is something we worked for 10 years. Like that was kind of, and it's much less chances for kind of succeeding. Because Absolutely. once every four years. Yeah, yeah. Well, and even this year we have double championships. Yes. So that was also like in my mind, okay, if it goes wrong tomorrow, no yesterday, yeah. then I have another chance in October. Uh, you, you can't think that about the Olympics. No, 
So, so yeah. So October's before you know it, you'll be doing the sub seven, and then how much recovery between now and starting build up for sub seven? Maybe three, four. Like, uh, I think the most important now is just to refuel, eat enough, yes. get some easy training in. Uh, probably take t- the whole day today off. Yeah, and then really? um, get a day yeah, off. <laughs> flying home tomorrow, and then it's kind of back into training. Yes, uh, just kind of easy rides, getting some volume in because I think that's kind of helping uh, the muscles to recover. The worst thing I would do, or the last thing I would do, is to do like four or five days without training because right. then my quads will be That'll smashed be even more. Congratulations again, Christian. Amazing, amazing accomplishment. 2021 Ironman World Champion, Mr. Christian Blumenfeld. Pancho, take us out. We swim, bike, and run in the Utah sun. Now we're going to swim, bike, and run in the corner sun. The champ is in the house. Get ready to scream and shout. It's breakfast with Bob. We got so much to talk about. How we swim, bike and run. In the Utah sun. Now we're gonna swim, bike and run. In the corner sun. And breakfast with Bob. Pacho man! Thank you, Christian. Hold on, everybody. We will be right back. Championship.